think it, it, everyone is still trying to tell a story, it, whether they like it or not. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like their own story or someone else's story or, you know, something, a story of someone that they want to be. And so no matter what, when you're making something, you're telling a story, re- whether it's like to the room that you're in or to a group of people that you are saying something to. Conversations with artists from around the globe about the work behind their work. My name is Ruby Josephine Smith, and not only am I the host of this podcast, but I am a choreographer and contemporary dancer based in Tangier, Morocco. Being fascinated by unique perspectives, my goal is to bring you an in-depth look at each artist's individual creative process, learning more about what it is that drives a person to create. So this episode today is kind of a wild ride through the fascinating creative mind of my guest. Caleb Hins is a musician, artist, producer, director, and more. Basically, he seems to do everything all at once. I was introduced to him through his solo work a while ago via a friend of my brother, and I even used it in a couple of improv videos and in my first dance piece I created here in Tangier. I just loved his eccentric use of beats, rhythm, weird, hazy harmonies, and just generally a wide variety of musical experimentation that lended itself very well to movement. While I knew the music produced under his own name, I have since learned that he is more widely known for his musical work with a band called The Happy Children and the newer group named Baby Boys, as well as running the umbrella clothing brand and movement that is Normal Parents. He also directs music videos and can be found producing music for countless other artists. Caleb was kind enough to have me over to his beautiful, newly refurbished house in St. Paul, where he lives with his wife, Hannah, and his, I believe she's a pit bull, uh, his dog, Bessie, both of who are mentioned in this episode. Bessie even makes a little cameo in the beginning, and you can kind of hear her nails clicking around as she walks around us throughout the episode, so you got a little bit of ambiance of his house there. We chatted over coffee, pizza, and vegan donuts, an interesting spread for an interesting conversation. Some of the highlights of what we covered are chatting about how his artistic upbringing impacted his current work, the benefits of surrounding yourself with creative people in your life, how he juggles what seems like a million different projects at once, Caleb's songwriting process, and defining success for him. We also get into how his t-shirt brand Normal Parents began, and the story behind the head-scratching slogan on one of his tees, which is, Art Changes Nothing. This conversation is full of laughter, multiple tangents about Queer Eye, and a lot of obvious passion that Caleb has for everything that he does. So let's just dive into the fun part of this. Here's my conversation with Caleb Hins. Piece. 
now that we're officially recording. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! Here we go. Um, so I always start these kind of in the same place, um, which is going back to your childhood. And I'm curious if you have a first memory of creating something. Well, um... Oh, God. That'll get a clip going. Got a dog in here. That's yeah. all right. <laughs> you gotta lay down, dude. She wanted to answer the question. I yeah, think that's what's going like, on. Well, I have a memory. <laughs> First memory of creating something, I think a couple things come to mind. There was, my dad was really into comic books when I was younger. Oh, cool. So I kind of started doing like a lot of comic book drawing and illustrating and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I made this comic about Santa Claus fighting like a, like a evil knight. Okay. Who was all red and they had swords and stuff. But then the night <laughs> ends, he like cut Santa in half and then there was blood all over the place at the end. Wow. How old were you? I think I was Four or five. That's, that's pretty dark for a four yeah. or five year old. I love to draw gruesome, gruesome stuff. All right. No. All my life, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so do you see? Do you see some parallels with that? With that first memory, kind of in the your current work? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like I still think of it. It's probably sort of like distortion. Yeah. Like when you like distort drums or something, you're like bringing the mm. blood out of it, or you're like cutting Santa Claus in half. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's kind of like similar, oh, or just like pushing the. Making it kind of like scary in a way. Right, yeah, yeah. taking something that we already, uh, a recognizable image and just, mm -hmm. yeah, that's interesting. That's cool. That's, yeah, that's probably uh, my first memory. So what was, in general, what was kind of the, your artistic background? What was, how was art present in your upbringing? Um, well, both my parents are very creative people. They're not really music, music oriented at okay. all, actually. Um, they like are both like really bad at singing and, and okay. stuff. But... My dad is a graphic designer, and he's been a graphic designer ever since I was born. Well, when I was born, he was still finishing up school okay. at MCAD. Um, and then my mom just recently started really kind of using her art as her job. She's mm -hmm. a hair and makeup artist. Oh, cool. But she was always doing, like, like she designed the yearbooks for my elementary school and stuff. Like, she okay. was always, like, seeping into, into the community with, like, her creative stuff. So mm -hmm. I always saw my parents doing all these different things and mm. watching my dad do it more commercially and then watching my mom do it a little bit more like communal and and family oriented mm. and I think that, that that definitely did kind of give me the framework for how you can you know make make money doing something but also you know still be a part of this community yeah like, absolutely yeah. yeah and you can see that I think in your work also Totally, two actually. Sides. <laughs> to be honest, you actually just opened this door kind yeah. of for in my brain right really? now. Really? Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's what I always like to I was do. I'm so that. casual about it, but I was like, wow, holy crap. Oh, yeah. wow, that's awesome. <laughs> cool. We'll get into that more. But well, I'm also, I'm just curious how you came into music. So what was kind of that first spark? Um, music, I... Oh, so yeah, my parents got me like some little guitar when I was five, and I didn't really show interest. I just like, okay. I like kicked it a lot. Okay. But uh, then my dad one time... He, gave, he had this guitar in his closet that he had gotten in high school, mm. just on consignment. It was like this, and I still have it, it's this 1965 Fender Mustang that had been like modded and all this stuff. So it was like a oh, really cool. interesting guitar to get as your first guitar. Yeah. And he gave it to me when I was eight or nine. And I basically just, I had a, like a pretty easy time learning songs. So mm. I just learned like every song that I liked. That's amazing. And and like kind of taught myself how to play guitar by learning every song that I like to listen to because I listen to a lot of guitar based music like yeah. the White Stripes and the Red Hot Chili Peppers okay. and Metallica and stuff nice. you know like a lot of very more. like rock yeah. stuff 
Cool. Um, so I, I think I started with like rock and like guitar hero type. Nice. <laughs> Did you have like an ultimate favorite band at that time? I really liked the Red Hot Chili Peppers back nice. then. I liked John Frusciante and uh, cool and just like Jack White. I liked the yeah that that raw stuff. Yeah, that was like a great era of driving. rock. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was kind of one of the last eras, to be That's honest, of like true. of like good mainstream rock. Yeah. We were just talking about Imagine Dragons. Yeah, true. That's <laughs> kind of where we're at. Ooh, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's turned into. Well, they have so many options with synths and all the electro mm-hmm. stuff now. It's Yeah. yeah. Go a little crazy. Everything is process, process, that's so process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which isn't bad. No, not necessarily. It's just but... not really the trend to be yeah. earthy right now. Right, yeah. So that's cool that those were kind of your original influences. Yeah. Do you remember, Did you? when did you start songwriting? Because you, you do write music now. Yeah, yeah, I write songs all the time. Yeah. I am... Um, I think I started writing songs when I sort of when I got into Oracular Spectacular by MGMT. Mm, yeah. I was really that's when I sort of started being like, oh, you can incorporate elements into music that isn't just guitar and drums and vocals. You know, like right. they have like all the synthesizers and all this weird stuff that they do with their voice. And I got yeah. really into pedals, and I think that's when I started being like, oh, I can make my own sounds, and and then. In order to express those sounds, you kind of need to have a song too, or else. Right. Or it's just easier to convey, I think, if you have a song. Mm, because, like kind of a base to hold it. Yeah, because then yeah. when you share it with others, they they can they recognize patterns and mm-hmm. and they don't have to completely decode the entire landscape from scratch. So I think that's kind of like the power of song, and then you can like yeah. paint paint all these textures and stuff on top of that song mm. to give it the style and the character. I think that for some reason MGMT really kind of did that for me because it was yeah. so pop but also so experimental and, yeah. and like psychedelic. Radiohead is another great example oh, of, of people who do that in a really good way. Mm. And so I think I was probably like 11, 12, 13 when mm-hmm. I started writing my own songs and then when I was 13 I started like recording recording them in garage band oh wow and that was like the start of um, making tracks and recordings and yeah being a producer kind of okay cool that's really interesting that you're already thinking of kind of what could relate to people because not everyone thinks of that sometimes it can kind of go directly into a self-indulgent what do i want to hear yeah but it sounds like you're already kind of thinking of, all right what are people going to relate to and then also how can i make it my own and experiment and play with that yeah i mean i, I always wanted to share my what i was doing I think as a kid, I got praised really hard for like being good at guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and so as a kid, I was like really drawn. I was like, oh, if I am really good at this, then I get like, like my family likes me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know right. I mean? Yeah. That's like the, yeah. So I think that's the messaging <laughs> in, in uh, maybe it's a blessing and a curse Yeah. because then it's kind of instilled in you that, that like. Then you just end up thinking about how other people are going to receive it right. to a certain degree. Yeah, the likability. I mean, if you if you listen to my music, it's definitely not uh, oriented around likability. No, I wouldn't say that, but it does. But have, it's subconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something that's recognizable, I yeah. think, for people who might not be familiar with yeah. more experimental music. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I think it, it. Everyone is still trying to tell a story, it, whether they like it or not, mm-hmm. whether it's like their own story or someone else's story or you know something a story of someone that they want to be mm-hmm. and so no matter what when you're making something you're telling a story whether it's like to the room that you're in mm-hmm. or to a group of people that you 
or saying something to. So I think it's more about just like turning your awareness on to that or not. Right. So if you're aware of it, then you kind of are thinking about that. But if you're not, then you're just not. Right. How to kind of control your own story or curate it in a way, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's cool. So did you ever study music or was it Mm -hmm. all kind of, yeah? Yeah. I I studied music in high school. Okay. Cool. I, uh, I like took a couple guitar lessons and stuff, mm-hmm. but guitar lessons were really just like helping me do what I was already doing at home, which yeah. was just learning other people's songs. Okay, yeah. And then that's when true. I went to high school, I started doing learning jazz, mm. and that's where I met like all my friends who are like everything. I mean, now my my mm-hmm. musical, my artistic inspirations on all fronts. You know? Amazing. So I mean that that school, aside from just learning how to know how music works and theory and yeah. all this very valuable info that is valuable to be honest to yeah it's true yeah. it's true it is very nice to be able to speak that language and to be really quick about stuff but i think that well i guess i'm sidetracking a little bit but i no, think okay. just going to <laughs> to school for for music the best thing is usually hopefully you get a really good set of peers mm, i think that is the key yeah yeah because yeah, that's who you can collaborate with and bounce ideas off of and yeah and they'll, they'll inspire you yeah especially if they're all better than you or yeah. if you think they're all better than you oh interesting yeah because then then your bar is set really high yeah and then you, you just end up pushing yourself mm, that takes a certain mindset though because some yeah. people might see that and get discouraged and say i'll totally. never be that good but if you if you have that challenge and i don't know are confident in yourself that you can keep keep pushing more that's that's the key yeah. but yeah. yeah i think that's key for anything yeah. independent and entrepreneurial mm-hmm. or just in life i mean yeah i think that's like the key to happiness is just that's probably pushing true. yourself and just being better that's true yeah. yeah always just setting the bar a little bit higher yeah, yeah. not too high to where you can't ever like have reward though. right true <laughs> gotta be able to let loose exactly it's all about balance yeah um well speaking of your collaborators i mean we're saying you have a million projects always going on at once so what i could decipher is you have your solo work um you have the happy children happy children mm-hmm. was that with um mitchell and john and that- sam now and is, oh, okay. sam is the, the drummer okay He's nice third get third child yeah number three (laughs) all right cool and then you have baby boys Mm -hmm. um with the guys from hippocampus that's jake and um and nathan nathan yeah Yeah. and then i also found scary mama that i hadn't heard scary mama was far out it's great that's the bloody santa claus man i love it i started listening to it just this morning because i was like wait this is a new project i haven't heard about and it's great i really love it it's cool thank you santa claus (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to think of all of it um yeah so is there anything else going on that i missed Uh, i think that that that's probably yeah like the the core of what mm-hmm. my name is like at the top of okay yeah so those are all like my main projects and actually yeah. the happy children is kind of done now we oh, just really? put out a okay we just put out a new album mm-hmm. that we worked on for a very long time yeah and it it was a whole kind of farewell to the scene and wow. it, we put it out in that in that fashion like we put it out with a farewell note and it was all okay very like loving and and like we love you thank you and yeah it so that's kind of done now okay and it, but up. it ended in a in a very perfect way okay that's great so now it's a lot of it is i'm focusing on baby boys okay great baby that's... boys is gonna be really cool yeah it already is yeah, thank you, you guys do some great videos and everything it's really <laughs> like cool i love the videos, the videos yep kinky toe and then there's another with a dancer that was really great yeah wannabe yeah yeah she's cool i just found her on instagram and no I lo- way. yeah she lives in new york and i was 
I know a filmmaker in New York. Oh my god! And I, I wasn't even there. Wow! But I coordinated them to like meet up and make this video because I just Instagram, like Instagram so man. Cool. I know that is so cool. It's wow! So I'm I'm just curious how you balance all of these projects. What is how do you kind know. of stay sane <laughs> with because I just I mean I also do quite a bit at the same time but it's always a bit tricky to divide your energy and and feel like maybe you can't give a hundred percent to one thing at the same yeah. time as another so how do you how do you manage that um I I think some of it is just how my personality works mm. I'm I don't really like to sit still okay and I don't but I I have to like force myself to like sit down and watch a few episodes of Queer Eye. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Just yeah. watch the new season. Oh my God. I was watching it last night. I cried nice. every single episode. Oh my God. At the too. end, they, they just break free I and like, it's, it's beautiful every time. I know. Every single time. It's just so heartbreakingly God beautiful. Damn. Yeah. I think I just have a, a lot of energy to, mm. to give. And right now I've been working with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. I've been producing for other people for, and they, you know, it's, sort of my job right yeah. now is to produce for other people and mix other people's music. Cool. And so that has been different because it's not just like I can just be free and like let my energy flow. Right. There's mm-hmm. a lot of con there's a lot of constrictions and yeah. And you're ultimately serving someone else's vision. Right. Yeah. So that, that has been creative. a little bit different juggling all those things at once. Mm-hmm. Because you kinda of have to wear a different hat with which each with each project. Yeah. So that's been kind of just like I, I have to schedule myself out, you know, I have yeah. to like this day I'm going to work on this, this day I'm going to work on that. Yeah. And I don't know if you're into astrology, but I'm a Gemini rising. So All right. maybe that's <laughs> how I, I was do it. just talking about rising signs with my parents yesterday. Oh, I'm not really? super into astrology, but yeah. it can be interesting. Found out I'm a Leo rising. Oh, whoa. But anyway, what is Gemini Leo's rising? Like, I just think Gemini is like, um, wears a lot of hats. Okay. You know, yeah. Geminis are like, two-faced or something or like okay or crazy okay no I don't know. i'm not super into it either but yeah for some reason it's never-endingly it, interesting yeah no sometimes you find things and you're like oh that explains something and yeah. you know I, I think you can find connections in it even totally. if it's even if you know you're not immersing yourself in the whole thing totally so going i lost my train of thought with that oh um so in terms of your your own creative process with all the projects that you're doing what what is what are you doing when you feel the most creative and the most inspired? Um, like what project am I working on, or like kind yeah, of like what? or just kind of in general, what what is the activity or kind of work that brings you the most inspiration? Um, it really goes in waves. Like mm. there's a certain time of the month where I'm super inspired, and there's a certain time of the month where I'm just kind of like doing it because it's what I do. Right. Um, but in the in that wave where I'm just really inspired, mm-hmm. it honestly. It's so intuitive and it's mm. so not like I don't have to schedule my time because I just end up fulfilling all the needs, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think when I'm in that really big spurt, probably that's when I'll I'll do a lot of early stage songwriting mm. and not so much the finishing process. Yeah. That's when I'll do like I'll go down in the studio and I'll just start from scratch. Yeah. And I'll just do a lot of experimenting and maybe that's when lyrics happen too because I don't really cool. like writing lyrics when I'm not super inspired. Yeah, that makes sense. Um So yeah, I think I think that's when a lot of like the conceptions happen is is when things are in full swing and super intuitive. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the starting port 
starting points are birthed. Yeah, it is so yeah. secular also. It, it it really is. And it's mm-hmm. it's like monthly. It really yeah. is. It feels like that like that sort of structure is really built into the whole mm-hmm. I mean it's based off of a lot of different things. Yeah. Moon yeah. cycles, all that who knows? Yeah. It's a mysterious thing really that we're is. working with, I think. We're trying to figure it out. I know, I know. Yeah, that's kind of the beauty of being an artist is you're just moving with that. Totally. And and I think only recently have I been kind of able to do this without the constant of a, a day job. Mm, okay, um, that's nice. So I've really been in the like, just in the waves and, and mm-hmm. kind of going with the flow of stuff and having days where I don't feel super juiced because there's, there's this big open time that I'm supposed to be working on stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of the dream. But there, but you have to sit down and watch Queer Eye. I, yeah. You just <laughs> you have to do what you have to do yeah. some days. It's or the true. voice. I, I was really into the voice for a little really? while. Really? Oh, okay. I went through an American Idol phase in high school. That's so. just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Inspiring. It's cool to watch. <laughs> it's just those things where you watch people break free. Yeah. I think it's the same thing with Queer Eye mm-hmm. where you like, you watch them just kind of like crack out of this thing and their yeah. whole essence is, is exposed on the television. It's a very deep way to think of it, yeah. but it's true. That's the stuff that makes you cry. It's true. No yeah, doubt. absolutely. No, you have to see that. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about your songwriting a little bit more too. Oh. So you're, I know, I've listened to a lot of your solo music. My brother yeah. introduced me to it a while ago and I actually, I used quite a bit of it for like improvising and dances and things. That's it so works, cool. Yeah, it works super well for, I think for my style specifically. And it, it just, when you listen to your music, you feel like you're kind of visiting the corner, like the weird corners of someone else's brain. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, wow, you amazing. know, you're just kind of exploring these different sides of, I don't know, someone else, someone outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, I'm just curious where those ideas come from for songwriting, both instrumentals and lyrics. Where does that kind of start for you? Um, I think, well, lyrically, it really is what whatever... I, there's like a lot of different ways to write lyrics. There's mm-hmm. like cryptic ways. There's like free stream of consciousness ways. There's like a lot of words, mm-hmm. rhythmic words. And that is usually like kind of whatever I'm into at the time or like whoever, mm-hmm. whoever is really speaking to me at the time. I'm like, oh, oh then, then that is, the, the, that's like a really good way of, of writing words. Yeah. So, so yeah, lyric, but I don't even really like writing lyrics. So I should really? Have writing lyrics. Okay, I hate, fair I hate enough. writing lyrics. Okay. <laughs> Uh, unless it comes right away. Right. That's the only time that it's like, ah, oh, yes, I feel connected to this song. Yeah. When it just like flows right out. Right. And that's like the real shit. Yeah. Well, lyrics aren't really the forefront of your music, it seems like. No. They, they really blend in with the music. It has the been rest of it. becoming more of a of an element as yeah. time has gone. Like the mm-hmm. last, the latest Happy Children stuff is a lot more lyrical mm-hmm. than anything I made before. But and Baby Boys the, too. Yes. Yeah. Quite lyrical. Yeah. In some. Totally. But some of the stuff that you're probably referring to mm-hmm. is more like the instrumental stuff. Yeah, like and Slavin think, and Aurora. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's old. Oh, I know, but I love it. <laughs> it's like 10 years old. I know, it's crazy. Or maybe a little, little more. Than that, yeah, anyway, time. I know you have a lot more recent stuff, so we but, can um, talk more about that. No, but that's, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's all the same. It's still, yeah. I'm still like doing the same thing. I think usually it's like starting with, with a chord progression that really gets you moving. Mm. If you can find that chord progression... And just like loop over it and it starts like making you kind of like sucked into that feeling and mm-hmm. then you start singing over it and mm-hmm. just like kind of I mean there is this organic thing that happens mm. and I think getting that vibe with the chords and then getting like a little bit of a melody over it mm-hmm. then you can build off of that yeah but you have to base it around that thing where you're just like you get those chords or maybe it's a beat but mm-hmm. I think usually 
you got to have some type of harmonic framework right. in order to get stuff that sits around it and, and yeah the whole atmosphere yeah it of. sets the mood for everything yeah so i feel like that harmonic environment really informs literally every decision you do after yeah. that um frank ocean talks about that a lot too oh, cool. just like 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 don't think about melody yeah it's, it's just like there. think about the whole mm-hmm. the whole of it but yeah i think cool sitting into those chords is a really important part of it yeah absolutely i wish uh you could hear hand gestures because you're doing a lot of really cool hand gestures when you're talking oh, well, about yeah. like holding the space and yeah but I, I know what you mean by that i mean i don't do you feel like it's kind of a an it being in the zone almost oh, yeah. like you have to get into this place where you're just i don't know inside of a whole little totally. world yeah and that's it's different when you're writing with other people too, which yeah, I hadn't done. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't done that for a long time, mm-hmm. and then only recently, like the last three years, I started writing with someone, and mm-hmm. that's because you still have to get into that zone, but yeah. you have to do it with other people. That's hard. Which is then you kind of like have to match each other, mm-hmm. and the most the most beautiful stuff comes when, again, when it comes out naturally. Yeah. And you're just in that zone, and it kind of. Is just working together. Yeah. One of the best moments was when we made Kleenex, the yeah. Baby Boys song. That was literally creative explosion. Really? Like, it was magnificent. I will never forget that moment. We, it was, I think Jake actually left to go, he had to like sing some show at Stone Arch Fest or something. Okay. <laughs> and me and Nathan were just sitting there and we hit a wall in the song and we were like what do we do after this yeah and then we made there's this big explosion that happens in the middle of the song yeah nathan just started playing this thing and i was like oh shit i threw a mic at him and we just recorded that really quick and then recorded a bunch of things over it really quick like harmonies yeah and then we threw a beat on and then i wrote the lyrics like right away i went to the bathroom and like took a poop and wrote the lyrics (laughs) and then i came back and just delivered them all and then we were done and it literally happened in like 20 minutes that's incredible and and it was like one of the most i felt the most connected to that music than maybe anything i've ever made wow and it happened so quick yeah that's one of those unexplainable things yeah we went outside and we were like what the hell just happened yeah exactly like and it was super hot outside and we were just like smiling like kind of looking at each other we weren't even talking we were just like damn damn yeah that's amazing you can't plan for those kind of things no it just it comes out of nowhere and you just have to be you have to like set yourself up to where those things can happen yeah exactly i recently um started getting all these like facebook sponsored things about Mm -hmm. um famous people giving advice but it was the cindy lopper one that she said an artist's job is to just keep the channel open Mm. it's not about necessarily like like making something amazing every day but you like Mm -hmm. have to be able to let for that to happen yeah you have to keep yourself open to let that happen i think that's going back to like watching queer eye and stuff or like (laughs) watching tv or taking those breaks yeah but you're still leaving that space open for when when it does strike and then you can go downstairs and make music exactly yeah if you're constantly filling your time with kind of busy work and little tasks i think it kind of shuts a part of that off and you just don't have time for it yeah exactly exactly then you get exhausted yeah which is a tricky thing to balance because of course then you also have to make money as an artist and so you know sometimes you do have to do day jobs or something else and it seems like you've managed to be doing that also with normal parents with your clothing company which is another kind of that you know, parallel of like commercial and community. That totally, yeah. Yeah, that we were talking about in the beginning with your parents. And yeah, how did that come about as a, no as a parallel to your work? Yeah. yeah, that came out of nowhere as well, yeah. kind of. I um, I was sort of 
lost at a, at a point, like not really knowing where, what direction I wanted to go. And mm-hmm. like my friends in hippocampus were just like mm-hmm. getting mad successful and, and yeah. <laughs> just watching that from afar and like kind of feeling left out of, of everyone's success who I really identified with these people. Mm-hmm. And I was just, so I was just kind of trying whatever and, and having ideas and just keeping it, keeping it small and like keeping it in my own world. But I, that's when I started sort of like being like, all right, I just like don't want to make music right now. I mm-hmm. want to try some other things. So I made this shirt with a spray paint stencil that said mm-hmm. normal parents on it. Cause I yeah. thought that would be like funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so. You have a really thing. interesting sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it just like, I, rings a weird bell in my head. Yeah, yeah. And then I made it, and mm-hmm. I posted on Facebook, and I was like, anybody can have this for free. I'll ship it to you. Wow. And then like way too many people wanted it, so I was yeah. like, all right, sorry, actually. Not free. <laughs> like, this, I'm going to end up spending a bunch of money, so you need yeah. to pay me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it all started from there, and then I was like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, you can do this? You can just like make a thing, and then like that's how the people works. buy it? Yeah. And then... And then it just really turned into this thing where I just, I wanted to start a movement. Yeah. I wanted to do, I wanted to do the sticker thing where there were stickers everywhere and mm-hmm. like really make everyone feel a part of this thing. And then the happy cool. children came after that and the happy children mm-hmm. was such a good way of, of making that movement alive and being a part of the movement mm. because it forced me to play shows and meet the people and, yeah. and kind of like have this presence Almost like this cult thing. It got like culty at <laughs> sometimes. Really? Um, but but yeah, it was cool. The they have no power shirts and the yeah. they have no power stickers. Yeah, my brother is one of those. <laughs> they were all over the world. That's People amazing. were sending me pictures in like Shanghai of these wow. stickers and then I, that was that was like a dream come true. That's amazing. You know? What was that how would you define that movement? Uh, the like no the they have no power thing was probably yeah. the most like movement. That was kind um, of the core of it, wasn't it? Yeah, that happened after so I was camping, and during the police shooting of Philando Castile, mm. and that was in St. Paul, actually. Oh, wow. Um, so I, and there was all these protests and all this stuff happening, mm-hmm. and I, I felt so removed from my community, because I was, like, just out, like, doing my own thing. Yeah. Which is cool, too, but I think people forget that they really are connected to their communities, no matter what. Yeah. Unless you're, like just super depressed and you hate everyone but <laughs> right i'm not that choosing to isolate yourself yeah. yeah so i felt like so i was like so insecure that i couldn't be a, a part of that whole thing so when i mm. i got home i made that t-shirt mm-hmm. that said they have no power which was a phrase that i had been kind of sitting on for a little mm. while just because yeah. i thought it was like very empowering and it's it's ambiguous too you can kind of direct it at a lot of different things yeah absolutely um but it's just an it's just an empowering statement. Mm-hmm. So I made that shirt, and then um, I started this fundraiser event called the They Have No Power mm. Fundraiser, and Hippocampus played that, and we like cool. sold out this venue, and actually the venue, yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing. That's incredible. And we ended up donating all the profits and stuff, mm-hmm. and then it it sort of a just became a thing after that. Yeah, that took on a life of its own beyond the the actual event. That's amazing. Yeah. That's such an amazing feeling. Yeah, I, I, I was crying a lot. I'm I, sure. It was just like, it's emotional. So it's so amazing to watch people come together. Yeah. And break free. Like the yeah, common like, theme yeah. that we've been talking about. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Breaking amazing. out of that 
I don't know, heart shell. I'm not sure what you would even call that. Just but feeling the love. Just feel, People just gotta yeah, feel the love. That's it. That's what you we yeah. all need more of, I Seriously. think. Yeah, we need more of that in art and just the world. And tell so, and say it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. More people expressing it. Mm -hmm. No, it's great that you that you do express it, and I think you encourage others to as well. So I'm curious. You were talking about you know hippocampus getting a lot of success, and you kind of watching that. So, what does success look like for you? Um, and has it maybe changed? It's changed. Also, yeah, mm -hmm. because. There's certain things about their lifestyle that I used to envy, mm -hmm. and those same things now I'm so grateful that I don't have. Hmm. Okay. Like they can't, they don't, they're not able to live at home. Really? Like they're not because they tour so much. You know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, that's They true. live at home, but when they, I feel like their their comfortable lifestyle is not here. Yeah. And so there's there's aspects about being like a touring band that are actually really tasking, and like yeah. it kind of makes it hard to have really solid relationships at home yeah that's true so that's hard but i do think that there is an element of success that is financial mm. as much as people don't want to talk about that if you were yeah. able to have financial success doing exactly what you wanted to do yeah you would feel pretty successful that's true yeah because you would i mean it would just open the doors and you would feel yeah. comfortable and you would feel free and and so i think that obviously that's not the goal when you're making something, it's not like, oh, I'm right. going to make so much money doing this. Right. We hope. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's not, I mean, it's just not really going to end up well. Yeah. It's not really authentic, you know? That's I not think. the feeling. That's yeah. not the love. Yeah. yeah. But g getting compensated for w your work mm -hmm. is an amazing feeling. Yeah. Because it's so validating. It's like, oh my God, this is, this, people do like want this mm. and, and, it's still it's a thing that people are interacting with and it, it is mm. having a because there is there is a sense of financial transaction that is yeah. just like a transfer of energy and like a yeah oh, absolutely like it just like gratuity mm -hmm. kind of yeah and I think making music for others and having them pay me for my services mm -hmm. has kind of changed the game in a way because I, I realize what kind of I actually have to offer as a service to others mm, yeah. in that department exactly in like the music department because forever it was just like my own pursuit yeah but now it's it's fun to to be able to offer those things mm -hmm. to others and learn how everyone else works and right still keep the money like out of the room like I don't want to talk right. about it when they're here yeah. but Not... but it's it, there's a formality to it that is kind of nice. Exactly. It's that exchange. Mm -hmm. And it made me think of in, in Morocco, if you give someone a, a massage or kind of, you know, anything that you kind of like help them release or whatever, you're supposed to always give them even just like a penny yeah. in response. And it's that exchange of energy. Totally. And they say, if you don't, then, oh, you just took all of my energy and what am I supposed to do with this? That's so amazing. That's, yeah. Isn't that interesting? And it just made exactly, me think yeah. of that. And that's what it is. You know, you're putting all of this out in the world and you want to get, you want to feel like you're getting something back because yeah. otherwise you just feel like you're making stuff in an echo chamber and that's not really a, a great feeling <laughs> yeah and I, th I think a lot of times when people are like oh I just want it to be free I want this to be free mm -hmm. it really is out of fear it's yeah. out of fear of it's fear of failing or fear of not making the amount of money that you really mm. want yeah or something so I, th I think it, I don't know but people shouldn't not think about money yeah it's not it's not the devil always. Yeah. And it really can be just like an easy 
to wrap your head around the thing. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I think normal parents like really taught me that. Mm, yeah. Because before that I was like, oh, like sellouts, all these sellouts everywhere. And I it's know, like, you hear that term You don't know way. shit about the industry when you're saying that. Like exactly. no one knows what anyone's going through when they're making these things. Yeah. Even Imagine Dragons, I'm sure there's so much drama <laughs> and they get so sad about certain things. I'm sure, I'm sure. There's so much feeling in their music. They've yeah. got to have some deep emotions. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> they're true. They're all crazy. Probably, who knows. <laughs> uh, speaking of your... Um, normal parents you have a shirt that says art changes nothing i just find what it what does that mean to you <laughs> uh, that, it's like the opposite hilarious. of what you would think an artist <laughs> should know. be saying so yeah I mean, art part, changes nothing <laughs> part of it is like that the irony just, yeah i just of, think it's okay. like another like mm-hmm. funny thing i thought would be funny on a shirt yeah. but they're you know intermediate arts yeah but they have this banner that says like art changes everything yeah and sometimes i just think that that's like all right, that's a little bit, uh, I don't know. You can say that at home. It just seems like weird to be like, mm. this is the only thing it is so amazing. Like center of the universe. Yeah. Of, okay. Yeah. yeah, and I just think of this kind of like, I don't know. There's a lot of things that you can do with your life that aren't making art that I think are equally as mm. beautiful and valid uh, uses of time. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's sort of like, over profoundness of some things can sometimes be irritating to me and sometimes problematic mm. because then you like you'll write off a whole group of people mm. because they're like not they don't like get how to like be creative or something it's right. like all right our job isn't to like only be artists our job is to also be human beings to mm. connect with others and like yeah and uplift the world around us it's exactly. not just about like i that's like so self-centered yeah sort of so that's kind of part of it too obviously yeah. i think art changes a ton and i no, think of i'm course. like i'm i love art my yes. life is very revolved around like yeah taking it in and creating it yeah and i think it's a beautiful thing but i don't know i just thought it was funny i i see what you mean with that because i think there's this kind of taking yourself way too seriously sometimes as an yeah. artist and that starts to lead to this kind of yeah overly self-indulgent overly center of the worldness. Yeah, I mean people should just people shouldn't only be praising artists. People should be mm-hmm. praising other people who are doing things that have nothing to do with art. Yeah, any change makers. One yeah. of the one of the biggest inspirations in my life, my wife Hannah. Yeah. Amazing human being, taught me so much I would not be you know, my life would suck without her. That's and lovely. she is not an artist in the slightest. Really? I mean she's like she's creative and she yeah. makes a lot of stuff for her knit group you know right but she's uh she's gonna be a nurse and she works in the er at Mm -hmm. hcmc which is like the gnarliest hospital in the twin cities yeah so she watches all this shit go down it's intense but she will be a part of people's sometimes their last moments but sometimes the she'll help in bringing someone back to life yeah and she'll like be there and they're ripping their chest open and massaging their heart back to life and wow. then they put them back together and then the family comes in they're like oh my god thank you and you're like yeah that shit's crazy too <laughs> it's true yeah. and that's really humbling i think to be with someone who oh, that's yeah. their profession and hearing about their days and you're like oh well i was in my basement making music which like you said up. is also really important but yeah it's i think it's good to be humbled in that way sometimes totally. as an artist and she has such a cool outlook on those kind of public services and mm-hmm. and it just it really inspires me and it really opens up your the the amount of 
people that you're willing to think are beautiful. Yeah. Because I think sometimes like only praising artists is like very very narrow yeah. way to look at it. I'm I'm curious. This is I know this is a tricky thing to do, but do you think you could kind of wrap your mind about around a definition of art from your perspective? Definition of art. Um, I I think it's changed a little bit because mm. I used to. I used to call a lot of things art, like anything was art. Mm. And I think that now I actually would say that whoever is making it would have to kind of think that it's in the realm of art. Okay. Or or after a certain period of time it kind of becomes art. Hmm. I don't know. I think I think part of it too is that we can kind of never really define it, but yeah, it's difficult. But we can. I don't know. You can, you can you can narrow it and you can widen it. Yeah. So do you think it has to do more with how it's received, or the person who's creating it, or perhaps a mixture of both? I think that it probably would have to do more with the person who's creating it. Okay. Because the that the per, the creator defines what it is, kind of yeah. in a way, yeah. or they define it. They try to define how they want it to be. Mm, yeah. But then there's good art and bad art. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that is, um, I think, arguably, that does rely a little bit on how it's received. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Because someone said the other day, like, if you love your music, then other people are going to love it. And I'm like, that's not true. No, that's, that's definitely not, not true. true. That you could like it all you want yeah and a lot of people are just could Still really not like it. it yeah yeah i think that'll make the people who already like it maybe love it even more yeah but yeah <laughs> and you can't please Definitely. everybody no you never can you and never if you're trying can. to i don't think you're actually making anything no. authentic no yeah it's like the per yeah it's like if you have a friend who you ever they're never like mean or they never speak their mind they're just agreeable yeah. all the time and then you're like who are you man yeah what's going on me in high school <laughs> I've been that way too. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I go through this. I work really hard to not be that way sometimes, or yeah. or to just, you know, be okay with people not liking me sometimes. Mm, that's interesting to hear. Do you do you feel like you kind of have any sort of message or theme or something underlying in most of the work that you do that you want people to come away with? I think so. I think my message is just to to be open and and to if you have an idea, just do it. Mm. Don't think about you don't need anything. Yeah. You don't need anything. Mm. If you have the internet, I mean, maybe if you have a, yeah. a, having a computer might be like actually kind of necessary in today's world to like make stuff and Possibly. like and deliver it to, to share it. Yeah, yeah. to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think that it's just like people are like, oh, like how do you do this? How do you do that? It's like mm. just just do it. Learn. Yeah. Go on YouTube and ask YouTube how to make something happen. Just yep. make it. Happen. You can learn anything on YouTube yeah. these days. And that goes for anything in yeah. life. It's like not even if you just want to make something. It's like if you want to build a fence, build a fence. Yeah. Learn how to build a fence. Yeah, it's true. I think life is is easier than some people make it seem sometimes. Mm, yeah. And we just have to be open and loving and. Yeah. If you have, if you've got a good attitude, I feel like things just usually work out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good message. Yeah. <laughs> I hope people get that from your work. I hope so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. I have a couple questions that I just like to ask everyone. Yeah. Um, I'm very into kind of 
crafting my daily rituals. I love mornings. I love kind of, cool. I don't know, creating something that puts me into that creative mindset every day. So I'm, I'm always curious if, if other people have those sort of rituals in their lives that kind of set you up for being open to creativity every day. Uh, yeah, I mean, drinking a cup of coffee is uh, that's a big helps. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I, I usually wake up. Uh, one of the things I want to kind of cut out is going on Instagram immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that's alright. <laughs> you know, right. goes off and you grab your phone and turn, turn it off and then it's just like, whoa, scroll. Yeah, um, yeah. But Depends. yeah, I, I like to get up and have a cup of coffee and then mm-hmm. I'll go sit on my porch in the morning, mm-hmm. which is a really nice thing. Nice. Um, without my phone and just kind of like swing around on the hammock chair. Mm-hmm. And that's just a, a really nice way to, I think hearing sounds of outside in the morning mm-hmm. is a really nice way to to like connect yourself with how it's going and you, you can yeah. feel if the day's cloudy or feel if the day's sunny which usually really affects how my day turns out really not in a sad or happy way but yeah. just like the energy of those clouds is mm-hmm. powerful but i think one of the one of the biggest things is just is taking bessie on walks mm-hmm. and uh just going outside and and having her there to kind of like keep me on my toes mm. um keeps you attentive to the world around yeah you. totally yeah. i mean she forces me to be, be responsible and keep things in, in order, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, hanging out with Hannah all the time. Nice. She's home a lot because she works nights. Okay. So, I mean, we hang out every single day, basically. Mm-hmm. So we'll go out and we'll, you know, talk, swing on the hammock swing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really, I don't have like a huge regimen, but mm-hmm. I think just being like a constant meanderer. Yeah. With like a lighthearted meanderer. Yeah, I love to meander that. meander around the house. Like keeping keeping that there is a mm-hmm. is very important to me. Yeah, like you said, it keeps you open to whatever totally. whatever kind of creative I don't know muse or calling or whatever is going to totally. come your way. Yeah, I think sometimes I'm I'm kind of a night person. Okay. I don't know. Are you a night person? I'm a morning person. Yeah. I'm a hardcore morning person. Cool. I get tired at probably like nine p.m. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, beautiful creative moments for me happen in the nighttime that's cool. in the evening. my brother is the same way yeah. i know people are really kind of polar opposites with that it's totally. interesting i like the morning but i can't really wake up that early because i always stay up yeah. too late okay yeah fair but uh it is it is really nice sometimes to just fade away into the night because mm. mm. the night is so wicked yeah you know, it's so wicked yeah yeah so no, uh, I... I like the wicked nighttime oh. the, and there the, when you take a break at night too, you go outside and there's mm. nothing happening. Yeah. Three in the morning. Three and four in the morning is like one of the craziest times ever. Yeah. Yeah. No one's doing nothing. Completely quiet. I should try making art at night sometimes. Just, sneak just up see, on see what happens. Yeah, since I try. don't. <laughs> <laughs> just d- drink your coffee at night. Yeah, there you we know? go. I'll just, I'll, that would be interesting. <laughs> what, if you drank a cup of coffee before or like when you started to get tired at night, do you think you'd stay up? Or would you still I don't know. Also? I've taken, I've like drank cups of coffee and then taken a nap before. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure if it would really. I would probably sleep and then wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, okay. But you know that could also be a. Yeah. I don't know. Could try that sometime. <laughs> yeah. Try flipping the schedule. See. See what happens with it. <laughs> Become nocturnal. Yeah. Exactly. No, I'm such an early morning person, especially here. What time do you wake up? Today I woke up at six thirty. Damn. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, no, I'm. I that's my ideal time in Morocco. I tend to be more like seven or eight. Which eight is late for me. 
Um, But it's nice because then I get super quiet mornings because there's no one outside. And you don't use an alarm or do you use an alarm? Sometimes. Sometimes. It depends. I have like my my maximum time to sleep alarm, but I usually wake up before it. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. That's like inspiring. I wish I wish I could do both, honestly. Yeah, right? I could like stay up really late and then wake up really early. I know. That would be ideal. Because that's like the most magical times of day, I think, is the late night and then the super early morning. Yeah. The day is day. I know. Just sleep through the rest of it. Maybe that's how we should be. I mean, we're you know how we're like gonna all be cyborgs and whatever in like fifty years. Sure. <laughs> That'd be cool if we could just be required to have less sleep. There we go. Just yeah, like maybe we can program that into the futuristic. Software. Yeah, sleep app. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> we just went on a weird tangent. Yeah. That one. Um, my other thing I always like to know about is if you have any interests that are fairly disconnected from the creative work that you do that would kind of maybe be surprising to know uh all those tv shows but yeah i really like working on my house yeah Mm -hmm. cool and some people see that like on my instagram sometimes but Mm -hmm. i i mean it is such a a way it you feel like you're working on yourself too Mm, at the same time yeah because this house is such an extension of of me and hannah now yeah it's our home that we are like making our home and yeah we like re- renovated the bathroom and nice. tiled the walls and all Looks this beautiful. stuff and it was i really enjoy doing that cool. it, it's a, a very it you feel very human yeah these very hands-on that. projects yeah. yeah and using your body and sweating and getting mm-hmm. exhausted and troubleshooting and like yeah. like something always goes wrong you have to kind of figure it out mm-hmm. and using hard materials like nails and saws and wood yeah and, yeah, that I think that, that is one of my favorite things to do, and I'm I'm I feel very very grateful that we have this yeah. place. that makes so much sense because I feel like I'll, I don't know this is just my interpretation, but it seems like a lot of the work you do is quite mental. I mean, I know yeah. playing instruments is there's also a very physical element to it. Yeah. But it makes sense that something you enjoy doing outside of that is something so physical totally, and so just yeah. tactile. You need that kind of balance between yeah. the two. Yeah. Sometimes making music is very like computer staring at a screen. Yeah. And exactly. Unfortunately, that is like. Mm-hmm a big part of it like yeah. putting, putting tracks and together mixing, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but another thing that in my life is like one of the most positive things ever is skateboarding i oh, love cool. skateboarding yeah. another physical thing yeah exactly but that's like it's creative mm-hmm. performative too when it you're skating be. downtown and there's like people all over you and yeah you, and you fall and humiliate yourself in front of them that's beautiful yeah. it, especially in the morning because you're like super not warmed up your body is right. like can't do anything yeah. and you're just like rolling down the street and you fall in front of 150 people and they're all like oh my god and yeah. then you just ride away i think it's like almost like cool for them too to mm. to watch someone get so humiliated and <laughs> then and then play it off so well yeah it'll be a story for their day yeah they'll be like oh my gosh this dude looks like he got messed up. <laughs> or if you succeed yeah. really well and you do some big, gnarly, tricky, grind some ledge like in front of yeah. all these people, and then and, and you like barely miss all of them, and it's mm-hmm. super like active. That I mean, that's a cool feeling too. Yeah, that is really cool. You feel like a like a wizard. <laughs> like a wizard, yes, a skateboard like a, wizard. <laughs> like a crazy elf that just like flies through the town and then like <laughs> like. And then you're gone. Yeah. The same elf that chopped Santa Claus in half. (laughs) Totally. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Um, That that first stuff actually really was mind-blowing for me. Oh, cool. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, So what are you working on at the moment? Um, At the moment, uh, this EP Mm -hmm. for a girl I've been working with for a year now. 
She cool. is a piano player. Her name is Kate Malinaffy. Okay. She might start going by Kurt Melancholy. All right. I don't really know what her decision Interesting. is. But we just finished that, and I just finished mixing uh, EP for Good Luck Finding Iris. Cool. They're a really cool band, and their singer is like the bee's knees. All she, right. She's like one of the most talented people in the city. That's I, great. I really think so. I'll check them out. And I'm so I'm going to try and uh, start working with her on some more of her solo music, too. So oh, that's, cool. that's going to be a new thing. That's great. Um, also working on this sort of new pop project with my friend Whistler in oh, Hippocampus. Cool. We yeah. just started doing this thing. We're going to get together every Tuesday, and we're going to make something that's very just like with the mentality of like we want this to be like good beats good vocals uh-huh. good tempo you know just like really solid pop solid song. stuff that's you know still like interesting and like i'm yeah. not trying to be bland or anything but just sure. like with a very hard <laughs> emphasis on like this is going to be like enjoyable yeah like, something dang. that's fun yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. So I just started working on that. That's great. Uh, working on a couple different singles for people in the next month. Going to Kansas City in mm-hmm. a couple weeks to record for a band with mm-hmm. my friend Jake. We're co-producing. Nice. That'll That's be cool. A lot. And then two other bands. I'm working on Why Not, a new album for them, mm-hmm. which I'm actually co-writing a lot of the songs with them, which oh, is kind cool. of a, a new process to work with a band when they come over and yeah, that's we different. Co-write in the computer and then they like kind of rockify it outside of the room crazy Crazy, yeah and then i'm working with this new band uh uh, that's their first release they're called cosmic bingo love it and it's actually (laughs) sam the drummer from happy children it's his new band oh that's exciting super quirky like it's like progressive pop like there's all these like weird compositional jokes that they're playing everywhere Mm -hmm. um and it's just like really fun weird crazy music I'm actually going to work on some of that stuff with them right after this. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It's going to be a long list of show notes that I do because I always list what we mention oh, well, and I'm yeah. just like trying Sorry. to mental it. No, no, it's I great. I can keep going if you want. I love <laughs> it. It's great. <laughs> more more things for people to like look at afterwards. Yeah. So that's great. Really oh, I'm also cool. doing a bunch of new shirts for normal parents. Oh, really? In the next, in the next couple of weeks, yeah. Well, where where would you direct people to find all of your work? And is there kind of a The normal parents Instagram yeah. is like... I. I'm the most active on there. Okay, cool. But you can go to normalparents.com. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where you can place an order if you want. But, right. But the normal parents Instagram is is where I direct my attention. Cool. To the okay. world. Perfect. The I will. I will share that then. Sweet. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for inviting me into your home and having this conversation with me. It's been great. Thanks for coming. Yeah. It was awesome. Of course. <laughs> You can find links to Caleb's music and work and all of the dozens of things mentioned in this episode through the extensive show notes at rubyjosephine.com under the podcast tab. Make sure you to follow him on Instagram at normalparents, then go ahead and follow this podcast at processpiece and me if you want to hang out and chat more personally at rubyjosephinesmith. Also make sure to subscribe to my weekly newsletter for writing about art and creativity, links to cool inspiring things around the internet, and the latest episode delivered directly to your inbox. You can subscribe at rubyjosephine.com slash subscribe. I hope you've been loving this podcast and if you have I would so appreciate it if you left a review on iTunes or even better share this episode or your favorite conversation on social media or pass it along to your friends. A huge thank you to Cooper Lee Smith for composing the music for this podcast and make sure to check out his debut album through the show notes. Thanks to you for listening and talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.